And we're off. All right, today we're gonna talk about this crazy FTX scandal. Rohan has some things to bring up about it, but first, I have something to tell you. It's, it's a story. And have you, I, I, you might have heard of it. I feel like a lot of people heard of it. It's kind of old news, but basically there was this, this like website called Ballsack Sports. What? And <laughs> you haven't heard of this, dude? No. So they, they would post like random things on their website and they like had like a Twitter or whatever. Like they'd post these random like headlines. So they make like articles and they're all fake. So it was like Kyrie Irving said this about Steph Curry so like or the onion? whatever. Were it's kind of like that. It's kind of like that. But they they were like, <laughs> and then ESPN would make like had segments where they were talking about these headlines and they would go into it and they'd be like Kyrie said this about Steph Curry or whatever based on that yes ballsack. and then com. and then the athletes on Twitter would be like adding each other like dude what the heck why would you say that about me like what the no whatever way. and they turned this big thing and then somebody's like wait a minute wait a minute went back traced the news back found the article on Ballsack Sports and it was like oh like these ESPN analysts just didn't take the two seconds to look up like where did this come from is this a credible source anything there's like that's clickbait like we'll get some great views from this yeah. post it so like <laughs> so so whenever someone like oh my god basically whenever someone just take something as fact for face value without like taking 20 seconds to look like, who said this? Is this real? You just got sacked. And so on Twitter, Elon Musk just had this thing where like you can pay eight bucks to get a verification. Uh, verification. So you're like, have the thing, whatever. Smart idea, right? So like they can make some money finally, whatever. Well, there's a couple things that they forgot to do when they made it. So <laughs> you can basically make your account anything and then get them eight bucks a month and be like, you're verified. So... <laughs> There's this company where actually I, I'm I'm blanking on the name yeah. of the company, but basically somebody made a like a parody Twitter account of them, paid eight bucks, got the blue check, and said it's like it was like a pharmaceutical company, and they go they they tweet they tweet insulin is now free. And oh my god! This company lost thirty billion dollars of their market cap in like a couple hours. Dude, and it's like. Everyone that just sold the sold it just got sacked, bro. Wait, okay, so I'm confused with this whole Twitter verification thing. So in the past, like, so TikTok had messaged me saying, "Hey, would you like to be verified?" Because we had reached eighty thousand followers for our art account, right? Right. Right. But I could not get verified until they reached out to me because they saw that I might have been some sort of credible source yeah. with the real simple sprays, right? Yeah, yeah. For this $8 thing, they're not just letting anyone pay $8 to get verified, right? It's only if you are someone famous or you do have no, a lot no, no, of no. followers. If you are a, a real user on Twitter, you can pay 8 bucks. Because there's be that verified. many bots. That's kind of part of it. So it's basically saying I'm a real person. So you and I can get verified. Rohan, Harani, Jacob, Swain. Yeah, 8 bucks a month. Then what's the point of the verification? I thought the whole point of it is to show credibility like, oh... This person is saying this on Twitter, which means I should believe what they're saying in like the sports world or something like that. Yeah, I'm not so sure on that. <laughs> All I know is that like there's some kinks in like the way they're actually going about it. Yeah. That, like maybe aren't the greatest. Probably should have thought through those before busting it out. But I know that like usually when a product feature comes out on like a social media or any tech, like yeah. it takes like six months to a year, and Elon's like. This week it's coming out. Eight days. Yeah. So he gave his whole he gave the whole Twitter team. He said you have seven days to come out with the blue check verification program fully fleshed out or you're fired. Yeah. And it worked. It came out, but like it wasn't it's an MVP, right? So like <laughs> obviously some big consequences of yeah. this. Like all these people <laughs> getting sacked and selling this random pharmaceutical company, like losing thirty billion on the market cap, like kinda tough. So this website, this 
you got ballsacked.com or whatever it is. Ballsackdudes.com, yeah. Um, is it like sports. known that they're like the onion where <clears throat> well now it is now it's, it's supposed before, to be fake news yeah yeah it was like a joke they were literally did it they made the the thing to show the falseness of the news and so it just goes like i don't know like last podcast we talked about um like you know people that do shampoo or people that like eat trans fat or whatever and just like like you know, all these things about like eggs are is eggs good for you is it cholesterol bad like is it good is it bad like every couple of months someone's like oh it's good oh it's bad so like if you just like automatically believe it without doing the research, like you just got sacked basically. So so I just pulled up the onion on Twitter. They're verified, blue check. Um, their only bio is America's finest news source with twelve million followers, and it says <laughs> theonion.com. The latest tweet. God reveals he occasionally eats humans with the link to it. Like, I mean, if I didn't know the if some one of my friends just retweets this and I didn't know what the onion was and I see these kinds of tweets, that could be very misleading. I feel it is like. misleading. That, that's the point. And that's what I'm trying to say. Just do like 20 seconds of research to find out like, is this legit? Do a quick Google search versus being like, oh, blue check, legit. And yeah. then you just got sacked. That's so anyways, crazy. enough about that. Let's talk about this that's FTX hilarious. thing. Um, Sam Bankman freed. So this is literally crazy. There's going to be a movie. There's going to be many movies about this in just a few years. It's not even done yet. It's, it's like not it's literally even unfolding done. as we speak. Like every day, every 24 hours, there's a whole bunch of new breaking news that's coming out about this. But pretty much... Um, Wait, before we get into it, the, the guy that started it, Sam Bankman fried like he, do you know like his backstory? No, how do you I'll make tell his backstory because I know that about it and you know the stuff about like what's happening right now. Perfect. Let's do so I'll tell his backstory. So, so this talk guy, about who this guy yeah. is, how he got his money and then why he started FTX and then I'll so carry it So I'm a little bit cloudy on the whole stuff. Like it's not super well documented like exactly what he did, but basically uh, like it's the 2015 area, like somewhere yeah. around there, like Crypto was just starting to take off. Bitcoin wasn't on like, there's not big exchanges like there is today. It's not as uh, efficient of a market. So I yeah. can't just go on and like, oh, it's this price. I'm gonna buy it, mm -hmm. right? So in different areas, there was different like small exchanges and it wasn't easy to switch your money like between the two exchanges, stuff like that, right? So anyways, there was this big arbitrage opportunity between like two countries in Asia. I think it was like, uh, I don't know, like Singapore yeah. and Japan or something. I don't remember the exact, but that doesn't really matter. Basically, there was like a a price difference differentiation between the two places. And so he would take money from one and buy the other and then sell okay. right versa. So you just move it. So he like he got this found this bank that would like let him move money and then they let him move a certain amount. So he started with like a couple grand or something. And within three years he had amassed like nine billion dollars from arbitraging this just this opportunity. And then he did a little bit more than that. That's like just the bare bones of like yeah. his strategy. He was just arbitraging between the two. So he was like buying one, selling the other. And so when it started, he would take like two grand, buy like a Bitcoin or two Bitcoin or whatever it was mm -hmm. at the time, and then move it over there, sell it in the the higher, bring it back, buy, sell, buy, sell, buy, sell, buy, sell, until every day he would just move in like, I mean, he's like, that's like easy, like instant profits right so wow. like he just so is this before ftx or this so then he part used that money he used that money that he made from transferring the money to like start ftx and got it to what it was okay yeah wow that's pretty fascinating actually i didn't know that um so, so a really smart guy obviously a super smart guy like very sophisticated but <laughs> apparently it didn't always work out that way so like yeah let's, so, let's hear so what that's happened now. sbf um same bankman freed he is the ceo was ceo i guess of ftx um, and one of the youngest billionaires ever. I don't know what his exact wealth was, but it was like 19 billion at age, like 28 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, crazy. Um, so, okay. So 
what he started, FTX, it's one of the world's largest crypto exchanges. Was. In particular, <laughs> it was number two. Number one was Binance for the longest time, right? Binance is massive. In fact, a few years back, in like 2018 or so, um, Binance actually helped the startup of FTX and they were one of the early investors. And so Binance was helping, at the time they didn't see each other as competitors. Uh, Binance wanted a piece of what FTX was doing and so they invested money in them. Um, so it's a mutually, benef mutually beneficial relationship there, right? Yeah. Um, then what happened, and together, Binance and FTX have controlled 30% of the entire exchange market, not even wow, just crypto. that's huge. The amount of transactions going on there is insane. Um, so they, FTX has like much less users than Coinbase, for example, but the users that are on there have invested way more money into FTX compared to Coinbase for context. So pretty much you can go on these platforms and just buy and sell different cryptos. They're the biggest two. So what happened more recently is SBF, Sam Bankman-Fried, the 28-year-old... Just call him Sam. Just call him Sam. Sam. You're going to confuse me with all these different acronyms. <laughs> There's a lot of names and acronyms coming in here. So Sam, uh, that young billionaire guy, he started pretty much talking shit to regulators about Binance so that he could push up his own company and make uh, FTX look better, right? So now the big brother of FTX that... The, the head of Binance, his nickname is CZ. That's what everyone calls CZ, him. CZ, yeah. CZ. CZ finds out about this, that Sam is pretty much shit-talking him to regulators. And so what happened a few years back is Binance had sold their stake in FTX, yeah. which was about $2 billion, right? But it was not in US dollars. FTX said, you can sell the stake, but we're going to give you that $2 billion in our own crypto token oh called FTT. Why would they take that? Why would they say that? Yeah, sure, just go ahead. They just wanted to liquidate their stake there. Um, so that that's called FTT pretty much. Um, and so what happened then is after Binance had found out that Sam is pretty much like going against them and as a competitor talking shit to regulators, CZ from Binance said, okay, we're selling this two and a half billion and they, they liquidated it and got that FTT token. Yeah, right? yeah. Now, recently, they said, okay, we're going to, Binance said, we're going to sell our stake in this FTT token, which really, I mean, doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure it out. If they're going to sell off like this much of FTX's token, FTX is going to be in a lot of deep shit, right? Because now regular investors hear this news and they're saying, wow, Binance is liquidating their stake in FTX. So are we. So now they're really on the, on, on the verge of death, right? Basically. Yeah. None of their investors want to have any money with them, and now they know that FTX cannot liquidate their money soon, right? So what happens is Binance takes out this money. Then Binance says, okay, we're going to acquire FTX now. This was just a few days ago. So now the whole world is going crazy. The number one exchange about to buy the number two exchange. Uh, and CZ, the head of Binance, was like, we're going to buy out FTX so that we can save them pretty much. Then, and this was non-binding when they said the acquisition is going to happen. Yeah. So Binance goes in, looks at FTX's books, says, eh, actually, screw that. This is not looking too good. We're backing out of this deal. Oh, so yeah. now, none of the investors are there, and now the whole world knows that FTX's books look like shit, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So this is some real deep shit, right? This is <laughs> like Lehman Brothers Part 2. Yeah. They're about to go down. Um, and so then, uh, Binance backs out, and now FTX files for bankruptcy. Uh, there's no one left to save them. <coughs> Honestly, with how crazy the story is going, I wouldn't be surprised if the next step is Elon buys them out, but <laughs> probably not going to happen. Um, so yeah, now um, uh, the head of Sam, FTX, he's in deep shit. The whole world's flaming him right now. He tweets out a few threads saying, 
hey guys, your money is fine, don't worry. It's only the international <laughs> markets that are getting screwed. All the people in the US, your money is safe with me, don't worry. Um, and then he tweets out another thread the following day saying, actually, yeah, your money is not too safe. Oh, no. um, and the story just keeps getting crazier and crazier. Now, yesterday, uh, FTX announced that $600 million was hacked. And all of the accounts that within FTX, uh, the money was stolen. Did you hear about this part of it? Yeah, I did, actually. This is just nuts, dude. It's like step by step. So now this happens. Everyone's freaking out. Where is their money gone? And then regulators who were looking in and doing audits found that there was actually a backdoor, some sort of uh, protocol placed in FTX that only Sam had access to. And Sam could go into FTX's like financials, change around the numbers, and none of the internal auditors, finance team, or legal team at FTX even knows about this. This is only something that Sam has access to. So secretly, hundreds of millions, I, I don't remember if it was tens of millions or hundreds of millions, but tons of money was being moved out of there into foreign accounts which is probably Sam's accounts, you know? That's what all the speculation is about. And then next thing you know, after all this is going down, last night, uh, all of Twitter tracks a plane that goes from the Bahamas, which is where Sam lives, uh, to Argentina anonymously the same night. And so now people think he flew to Argentina and now we'll see what happens next. That's a rundown of this giant story. There's a lot more details to it. Um, like, it gets crazy. Like, apparently I was reading this morning, 10 of the founding team and executives at FTX and their like sister company, which is like a crypto uh, research training firm, um, 10 of them were, were in relationships with each other. <laughs> what? Dude, it's just, it's just nuts. <laughs> what? So, so I don't know what's going to happen next. Um, the, the, actually, the CEO of that sister company, the, the research firm, uh, is dating Sam, supposedly. She's like some 28-year-old girl who looks like Hermione, and she's a big Harry Potter fan. Hermione, you should see a video of her talking. She got interviewed, and like, she's like, yeah, I don't really use math. I, I kind of just stick to like elementary school math when we're doing our trade stuff. And like, she has no idea what she's talking about, clearly. So I don't know how she got in that position or what's going on, but... <laughs> um, Pretty crazy story unfolding here. Yeah, dude, it's insane. And it's it's literally like, we the, the crypto documentary, do you remember what it was called? The uh, one, Chase for the Crypto King or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that yeah. was the it was Canadian the guy, exchange. It was the guy, yeah, the Canadian exchange like a couple years ago, like 2017-ish yeah. time. And he basically did the same thing, except he was using the money. It was like a giant Ponzi scheme. But a yeah. similar thing of like crypto, kind of Web3 nerds like Rohan getting screwed out of all their money. <laughs> like... I had nothing in FTX, so I'm doing fine just now. I personally have a couple takeaways. Okay. Number one is get your if you if you're a crypto nerd like Rohan, get your money. If you have any significant sum of money on a crypto exchange, you probably should get your own hard keys because I thought the whole point of crypto was to be like decentralized, <laughs> like you know I have control of my own money. It's not in a bank. Like it, it's it's like deflationary. Like all these things that I thought was like, oh, crypto nerds are all about. And then they're all like, well, it's easier if I just put it on an exchange. And then you lose all your money. So probably if I were you and I had a bunch of money in crypto, I would put it in my own hard. Hey, dude, all I'll say, all I'll say is crypto is like 50 cent, dude. It's been shot 10 times and still alive. So, I mean, it's, it's gone through a lot here. It's moving forward. Yeah, I mean, but, but crypto as a whole might be alive, but all these people losing all their money might not be doing so hot right now. Yeah. So if I were you, I would get my money on some hard keys. I would get it off an exchange. So if a, it's more than a, a couple key grand. Basically, is like a cold wallet. So you can either store your crypto 
assets in like public exchanges like FTX and Binance and Coinbase, or you can get like a hard wallet or a cold wallet, which is literally a physical piece of hardware that looks like a uh, external hard drive or a wallet is what they call it, and you can store your money in there where no one and can no really one can it. no one can touch it except for if I know like the password, the like private the keys. key, basically. So it's basically like. Uh, for all the people like me that don't aren't Web3 nerds, basically it'd be like if I went and took all my money and put it in a bank account, I can look online and see like, oh, I have like this, it's a little couple numbers on a screen or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or I can take it all and put it in cash and shove it under my mattress or like dig a hole in my backyard and throw it in there. That's basically the same thing. Yeah. And as we've seen plenty of times before, like the crypto exchanges aren't sophisticated enough to be a bank. And so if you can hold it yourself, like, I personally probably would if you have more than like a couple grand in there. It's worth like the 30 bucks of like buying a key that yeah. will protect it. The second thing I have to say about this is anybody that can make $9 billion in three years. Be high risk. Obviously, they're super smart, right? But secondly, like you said, yes, very high risk. And the problem is once you start taking that high risk like with your own money, when someone else gives you their money – now it's even easier to take more risk because you don't have as much of the downside. And so now when you start investing with people, so say <laughs> I'm investing into a company that's run by Sam Bankman fried and he made $9 billion in three years, yeah. kind of a little, start, something starts to say like, hmm, this is a little sketchy. Like he's a wonder boy, like super, obviously smart guy. But I need to be like cautious of, is he taking the amount of risk that I'm willing to yeah. him to take? And I need to be conscientious of like, all right, the person I'm investing with is like, are they going to be a good steward of my money in terms of like the risk I'm willing to take versus the risk they're they're willing willing to take? take. And so if someone's willing willing to take a ton of personal risk with their own money, you can probably extrapolate and say like, they're going to be likely to take that same amount of risk, if not more with my money. And Mm -hmm. so you need to be like, all right, cautious about like, hey, maybe I should pump the brakes here and not give this guy like a bunch of money and giving this guy like even putting it on his exchange right like yeah you don't know there, what are, there are dangers that, that come with that exactly i mean I, I saw like a lot of the crypto world is really thankful for coinbase right now um because coinbase number one u.s based um ftx is based out of the bahamas so they, yeah. there was a lot of a lot less regulations yeah so like coinbase's ceo was actually talking like responding to elizabeth warren on twitter and stuff like if regulators had Stop, like put in is more it the effort. real guy is it the real guy yeah <laughs> you didn't get sacked all right just making sure just making sure um <clears throat> he was saying like if regulators put more effort into making sure that like funds can't just be moved offshore and all of this these things could be prevented in the future so like number one coinbase is u.s based number two they actually report their financials um like their balance sheet is completely public so everyone can see what's going on yeah. in real time right um and they didn't make up their own coin um <laughs> so in ftx's case they made up that token called ftt and we're able to jack up the price of that FTT coin and use that as collateral to get real money from other borrowers, right? Bro. Uh, or other lenders. So it's so sketchy. It is crazy, dude. Um, so, yeah. I think now's the time, like with the the like the monetary policy, the way it was, like being so loose for like the last couple of years, you could literally do anything. And people are like, money printer go up, like number on screen go up like let's buy it let's buy it i think now's the time where people are like wait a minute wait a minute like inflation's up like all these things like it's harder to get money it's not as simple it's not as quick and they're saying like hold up pump the brakes like is this real yeah and i think you should be thinking the same thing like when the monetary policy is good and when it's bad it's obviously much harder to do when it's good because you see these people making 
nine billion dollars in three years like Psh, i want that like that yeah. sounds cool like i would love I to trust do that. this guy yeah, yeah he's smart and so yeah it's it's easier to do it but i think it's important for us to remember like your money is hard earned you worked hard for that so like put it in places where you can be sure that somebody's not going to just like move to the bahamas and live like a king yeah. and date some 28 year old exactly dude that, that guy math. SBF is such a committed philanthropist. He donated other people's money without even asking them. Dude, I love that guy, dude. What a, what uh, a, what a stand-up guy. What a kind soul, right? Anyways, this um, is a, a story that's literally unfolding as we speak. Yeah, like he flew to Argentina supposedly last night. Yeah, so we um, don't know what's going on, what happened, but I think, I think we're excited like, to see what's going what's gonna to happen. I think there's a lot of things that can come from this, whether good or bad. I mean, definitely bad in the short run, uh, like consumer confidence is going to be shaken a lot. Oh, yeah. like crypto oh, yeah. world is going to take a big hit for now. I think these exchanges are going to face a lot more regulation and like customers and the demand will want more like proof of reserves from these exchanges. Do you actually have this money or is this all kind of just yeah. like fake, right? But it kind of also reminds me of like these big events that happen in history, right? Like uh, like 9-11 caused more security standards now throughout the country, right? COVID-19 caused companies to completely reshape their supply chains and look at health standards completely differently. So these bad things have to happen sometimes in order for good change to come out of it. So we'll yeah, see what happens. Yeah, what do they say? Like desperation is the greatest cause for innovation or something like that. Like basically in times of trouble, like that's when things are going to be fixed and make better. Yeah. And during the time, like, yeah, it sucks. Like yeah. if I had my money on FTX, I'd be pissed right now. <laughs> I'd be like so mad. I'd be punching the air. But like in the long run, like for me... And for you, like you being a Web3 nerd, like it's definitely good for your space. I think in the short term, like, yeah, people are going to be like, ah, like this sucks. Like, but it's not going to die. It's at least bringing more attention from regulators. Right. And I think happens. it'll just get safer and safer as time goes on and it'll just be better and better. And we'll get to a place where hopefully in the future, it'll be a safe place where people like me who aren't nerds can finally maybe start, start getting into it and understanding it. And I think lastly, what people will see out of this is that crypto or like i don't want to say crypto web3 and blockchain the majority of the public i feel like feels like the main use case of it is only finance with like cryptos yeah, and all of that yeah but the amount of use cases past that with like supply chain and medical records and real estate deeds and nfts and all that there's a lot more that is yet to be explored you know um so hopefully this will bring it bring out good in the future yeah i think so well we'll be we'll be excited to see what happens in the next couple of days and maybe we'll be back with you with another crazy story of how he he, I don't know, was living living underground in a cellar or something, and they found him with hordes of FTT coins or something. Yeah. I read a quote this morning. When the tide comes in, we see who's swimming naked, and it turns out these exchanges were partying in a nude beach. So we'll see what happens next. <laughs> see ya.